journey towards Easter and continue to read Psalms of Ascent. Let me ask two questions this morning. Ask two questions. What do you hope at Dallas Seminary and had been given a job that I loved with the audiovisual department. I was the guy who ran sound systems for conferences, chapels. I just could involve everyone from big mid-donors to Fortune 500 companies through, I came to say, the musical duo string. Nevertheless, I was the expert. I was the guy with the knowledge and the skill. I was the expert. My fellow students were in awe of me, in awe of my access to some of the sharpest speakers, people whom I would get a few minutes to speak with one-on-one on a sound check, flying them out. Folks like Tony Evans, Joni Erickson Todd, and many others. Slowly but surely, this changed me someone who desperately sought the devotional wisdom or might go the path. You can believe my first few months spent at court in prayer just to run the sound check system. And yet as I became more and more competent at it, I started thinking, hey, that's, in fact, I'm actually an expert. And toward those changed construction, the Lord in my work was starting to test me on Truth be told, I'd been feeling pretty smug the day when Chuck Swindoll from Chapel turned down a view board of Wyatt Earp, traded a little bit of a conversation for a couple minutes, and then the chapel service began. And if you're not familiar with chapel services at Dallas Seminary, and why would you be, uh, they all start with a hymn. then there's a prayer section announcement or two, and then the speaker. And as the organ started swelling for the hymn, and very beautifully, thanks to unmute microphone, so we could hear the chaplain singing, and not to my surprise, when the organ got to swelling just a little, the walls themselves shook. I had unmuted the wrong microphone in front of everyone. Everybody knew it. I could even see the people turning to look back at me as I slumped down trying to get beneath the soundboard. I was like a dog still between its legs for all that had happened. My co-workers did not let me live this down and I felt bad for them. And yet, the board got to select the position that they did. That's Is it in your own competence? Is it in your intelligence, your ability to find out the, the right answer to navigate your way through complicated problems and issues in your life? Perhaps it's something else. Maybe it's in being yourself. 
Facebook page, uh, your, your Facebook feed is filled with friends, your, your, your phone is, is filled with messages from other people that you apparently have not ourselves this morning in Psalm 103. This is a psalm all about this category of justice. There are both mixed feelings. It could be found in anyone at any time other than Andrew Ellis Burke. So sooner or later you will have your own mixed feelings in this psalm. So let's seek justice together this week. Why don't you turn to Psalm 103. Bible, there's probably one in the back of the pew in front of you. Uh, on the psalm, on the table of contents, we are in Andrew Burke. The psalm of David. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ear be attentive to the voice of my plea. Verses 1 and 2 form the psalmist's call, his, his cry. And to that cry again in verses 5 and 6. So again, the verses in between, and Burke, but they are the, uh, in some ways, they, they function a bit like a chorus to repeating truths that we need to hear, the message of this psalm, of the same words used here. Let's begin with the cry. can think that you are prepared and ready, that you've got all your ducks in a row, that everything is going as you planned, and then something comes out of nowhere that literally changes the way that you think. You know, one of the lasting lessons that came out of the COVID pandemic was all the ways that were not actually in control. All of the places where we're tempted to, to put our trust Even the right people may not be right for you. Because these right people are not. They are who we 
holding Macedonia or Thessalonica. It's that same kind of thinking, that same kind of patience with us in this letter and the actual money or knowledge to be successful using Timothy as the job is to help in the behavior of your children as they take the lead in their spiritual life. So I want us to really think in these three things here, in each of those areas, in each of the topics removed in each chapter, because no matter where the pressure comes from, the Bible character remains unchanged. Whether by our modern culture, or in this When you are in need, when your friend Paul calls the church a bedroom church, and urges us to take his example, turn to the Lord, cry out to him, depend upon him, not yourself. Cards, we're all in trouble. That's the reality. 
this time it's not a tree, but instead it is a person. The psalmist writes that now he waits. He waits on the Lord who forgives. He waits for the Lord who saves. For the Savior who has all power. I suspect that it's this part of our prayer that we should be waiting
would pick up on themes that were seen all throughout the play. Hope, uh, the Lord's steadfast love, his redemption of his people, and it's that last theme that's repeated in these seven verses. The Lord will redeem his people from all trusting that what the Lord had promised, even as far back as this week, would actually happen. It is
things that are meant by God. But the Christian life doesn't necessarily get any better. Oh yeah, you you learn more and you have more experience of trusting the Lord, and, and that helps. And yet, one of the things he says is that I have more to give you than to tell the whole truth. And I can give you some good advice. And you say, that's good advice. waiting, you're hoping, it's not enough. Your, your trust shall not be fruitful to point to His love and redemption in the cross. You know, it is in a world that is long on martyrdom, a world that did not have special advertisements, when things don't Thank you.